On Tuesday, November 8th, Donald Trump won the presidential election. Today's episode of Unprepared was recorded on Saturday, November 5th. It is just a cut of the parts where Kevin and I talk about the election. Don't worry, we'll be back to talking about Star Trek, The Lord of the Rings, and other nonsense soon enough. Enjoy. You terrified of the election yet? Yes. I'm shitting my pants. I voted, and so I'm not nice. like like I've been able to maybe shut off part of my brain a little bit in regards to it, because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have like I'm like I've done literally everything I can, right? Uh, so that helps. Yeah, yeah that that does make me feel better. Like I early voted last week, and it felt really really cool to vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, uh, but I'm still terrified. <laughs> Yeah, well, the the uh, the Nate Silver five thirty eight stuff has me so nervous because it's just so close. It's too close. Yeah, and margins of error. And oh, mm, I, I don't like it. Like I, if I had to, if I had to guess, like if I had to put money on yeah. like, who would win, I'd say Hillary, mm-hmm. just because she's been in the lead polls wise for mm-hmm. the whole time, and it just. That's yeah. just what it feels like, but it's not. It's not a shoe in. It's, it's not a guaranteed. Not, it's not safe enough. Yeah, there uh, there are paths to victory for absolutely. both sides. Absolutely. Um. Yep. It's just it's scary. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. I voted, and I was like, oh good, now I voted. Yeah. And tell other people to vote. Um, like that's my strategy: is just telling more people to vote. Right. Uh, when you voted. Mm-hmm. Uh. Did you know anything about any of the other races besides yes. president? I made a point to. Yeah, I didn't really. Okay. Uh, I was aware of the, what do we call them here? Is it a referendum? The one? Yeah, the proposition. The proposition. I was aware of that, but I wasn't really aware of any of the other races. So I just voted. I was just like, well, I'll just pick Democrat slash, if a Democrat's not an option, a woman. <laughs> I mean, there are worse ways to choose your ballot. Yeah. Um, but no, so, uh, but since, I, like, I made that realization when yeah. I was there. I was like, oh, I really should have, like, researched this more. Like, I was very educated about the presidential race, <laughs> but, like, not yeah, no, any I, of the others. I put a fair amount of work. So uh, the League of Women Voters is a uh, nonpartisan organization mm-hmm. or a group of organizations that exist all across the country. And they always put out a really good voter guide. Okay. Uh, so basically for every every position that has people running for it, uh, each, so like uh, the League of Women Voters of Austin put together a thing where they contact all of the people running with a list of about five or six questions and say, what are your positions on these five or six questions that relate to your role yeah, uh, or to the office you're trying to get to? And they put all their answers. And hmm. it's it's not perfect. Like, obviously, it doesn't get into, like, records and histories and things like that. But as far as a short, relatively short way to get to the, the guide was 57 pages long this year. She's oh, just for our local. Uh, so it was Austin. So Travis County was in there, uh, mm-hmm. Williamson County, and Hayes County. Okay. So like there was a third of it that I didn't use. Uh, but so it was it was like, and they show you like your registration card and like what each number means, and so like oh this is my comptroller that I'm voting for. Right. Uh, and so I mean I I studied that and made notes of who I wanted to vote for. Mm-hmm. Um, voted for a Green Party candidate of all people, actually for um, nice city council. I think okay. I don't remember exactly which position it was. 
but that surprised me because I don't know what the Green Party stands for. Uh, like green stuff. Oh, good. I like green things. Right? Like, aren't they just the party of like apples, uh, Skittles, <laughs> green Skittles, limes, my, my dish soap, green dish soap. Uh, they're just generally for uh, like saving the earth. I mean, I'm cool with that. If that's if that's their whole thing, I'm behind that. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I I don't research politics at all. Yeah. I just get bombarded with horrible news stories. That's all I yeah. learned about politics. But my, that's my sense of the Green Party. That's their brand that I'm aware of is just uh, yeah. climate stuff. I think it was Sheriff. I think that's who I, was, who I voted for. Green Party Sheriff. Well, I didn't like the answers the Democrat or the Republican gave. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I read the Green Party answers and I'm like, you know what? I like those answers better than the others. That's the way you're supposed to do it. You <laughs> yeah. Pick the person who seems like they agree with you the most. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of cool. I like the idea of a sheriff. I don't know what like modern day sheriffs are like, but I'm thinking old timey sheriff walking around with <laughs> badge and a gun, badge and you know, you know, yeah, like two hip holsters with revolvers. Yeah, uh, but the hat's green. The hat's green. Yeah, it's a green hat. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, I realized recently that I've never voted for a Republican. That was kind of an interesting realization <laughs> because I grew up thinking I was a Republican. Right. Because my parents were. Like you'd have expected to have voted for a Republican. Yeah, but I have never voted for a Republican. Yeah, I voted for Obama twice. I did not. That's it. I feel a little bit about it, bad about it, but... <laughs> but, I mean, it's okay. He got into office. It's just, yeah, it's okay. Uh, but I did not vote for Gary Johnson or Donald Trump. I voted for Hillary Clinton. Cool. What a smart Because I couldn't... I Honestly, like, I, I sat down and I thought about it for a while. Because I... The reason I, one of the reasons I voted for Johnson, particularly in Obama's second term, mm -hmm. was I think the two-party system is broken, mm -hmm. and if a third-party candidate gets like five percent or ten percent or so a certain amount of the vote, they get access to government funds the next election. I think it's five percent, but it might be ten. Yeah. Uh, and so, in my attempt of going, okay, I live in Texas. Texas is not going for Obama. Right. I don't care for Romney at all. Right. But I would like a third party to be viable. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson. And yeah. I mostly agree with some of the things he says. I agree with half the things he says. Yeah. Which is the libertarian problem writ large. <laughs> Both sides agree with probably half the things they say. Yeah. Like, I'm... If you... Even, like, even Trump. If you, like, genuinely look at the policies and the issues and mm -hmm. you go i agree with trump's opinions on how to handle these things and you want to vote for trump that's fine yeah like i'll disagree with you but that's fine like if you vote for gary johnson because you look at how gary johnson feels about everything and you agree with him mm -hmm. that's fine like gary johnson's your candidate he's yeah. the person who represents you vote for him if you vote for gary johnson because you just because you don't want to vote for Donald Trump and you also don't want to vote for Hillary Clinton, like that's yeah. dangerous. Because and like I I'm not I like Hillary and I voted for her mostly because Donald Trump is a disaster. Yeah. But like I'm not super enthusiastic about her, but also I do not I also do not agree with 
Gary Johnson or Jill Stein. Like, yeah. I do not like either of them. There are a lot of things I disagree with Gary Johnson on that I've come to realize. Like, I really, I am very anti-libertarian. Like, yeah. I just don't like the libertarian philosophy. Yeah. And I also think just Jill Stein's a moron. Oh, she makes me so mad. It's like, Hillary was the likely choice. Like, she's competent and smart. And yeah. Like, I think she'll do a fine job. And she's not Donald Trump. Yeah. So much there. So much in not Donald but Trump. But there's so many people who were like, oh, I need to, I definitely need to vote for someone who's not Donald Trump. But like, oh, Hillary's bad and evil. It's like, get over yourself. Don't don't vote for someone who you don't necessarily Hillary agree at, with. It, at worst, of, Hillary is mediocre. Yeah. At worst, she's mediocre. Yeah. And really, she's probably not mediocre. She's gotten a lot of shit done in her career. Uh, my favorite uh, beautiful irony of the election that I learned about recently yeah. is, uh, I think, New York Times? I think New York Times got a bunch of trump tax stuff leaked to them mm-hmm. two weeks they, ago or they so did it a while ago yeah and revealed that he was using a legal loophole mm-hmm. to, to do not pay taxes shitty things but legal things and it was a loophole that clinton ended up closing as a senator that's pretty good and in the in the debate before he's like why didn't you revealed, stop me yeah he was like well you were a senator you could have passed a law to keep to, to make me pay taxes and she actually did yeah and then he still didn't <laughs> yeah because he's he's terrible yeah i saw a statistic that something like 16 percent of donald trump's supporters mm-hmm. supporters people who are voting for and like donald trump mm-hmm. think that he'll send us into a nuclear war yeah there's a lot of people who don't realize that nuclear war is a bad thing well, what it is is it's the it's the white privilege, it's the rich privilege, right. it's, the, it's the I don't think it will affect me. Like things can be bad, but they'll never be so bad that, that I, I will suffer. suffer. Nuclear war is the one where everyone suffers. Yeah, it's like oh, you know the the oh, we just got to burn it down and start over from scratch. It's like no, nuclear war knows no privilege. No, yeah, the nuclear war thing is one of the ones I'm scared about. Because nu- like nuclear war is it's the end of the world. It's the yeah, it's the end of the world. And like I mean, like it's not the end of humans. Like humans will survive a nuclear war, maybe a little bit. But it's like maybe it's like the end of the world. Yeah, everything's everything changes. Yeah. Last time we recorded, we talked about Gary Paulson books. Yeah, he wrote a book uh, called Oh. The Transal or Trandal, tr- tran- Transom? Trans- I think the Transal Saga. Okay. I think is what it was called. I'm going to assume it, this is going back in the podcast. So Yeah, probably. <laughs> and it, and it's, a, it's a young adult book. Uh, and it's like a survival book in okay. the vein of his other ones. Uh, but it's this weird story. And it starts like it's this young boy. And he is in this he just like wakes up in this weird world yeah and it's kind of this like he stumbles upon some people and it's like this tribal you know tribal society and he like he's from our modern world Mm -hmm. but he just like wakes up and he's in this like in the past seems maybe on a new planet okay in some tribal society and everything's different but like he you know learns how to communicate with people and kind of becomes a member of some society and 
you know, goes along and learns more and there's a city here and a civilization there and he's figuring stuff out. And then in the end, it's revealed it's actually the future okay. on Earth and it's post-nuclear war. Cool. But it's this like, oh yeah, like humans did a really dumb thing and bombed each other and yeah. then everything reverted to tribal society and we're in the eye. It was worse. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be nuked. Nuclear war in Iron Age isn't all that bad. I could survive that. I don't think I could. <laughs> I'm, and part of me is like, I don't think I could just like, you know, I don't think I have the ability to. Part of me is also like, statistically, I'm probably going to die. I mean, because it's like 99% of people. Like, yeah. who puts you in that 1%? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And I've, I've read a lot of post-apocalyptic fiction. Mm-hmm. And I do not... Like, I enjoy it. I enjoy a lot of it. A lot of it's dumb. Uh, but there are way too many people alive in most post-apocalyptic fiction. <laughs> uh, I'm fully aware that any delusion I have that I will survive an apocalypse is because all apocalypse pop culture mm-hmm. is catered to me, a straight white man. Yeah, that helps. All survivors of that are me. Typically, yeah. But statistically, no, I'm not going to survive yeah. anything. I'm I'm very ready. Like, if Trump wins and like nuclear war happens mm-hmm. or like civil uprising just collapses America, yeah, I'm like that's the one that scares me more than nuclear war. Civil uprising because nuclear war happens, I'm gonna die. I'm, I've established that. But civil uprising and like you're trapped. I'm gonna be miserable and scared and uncomfortable. Yeah. But I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if I need to just escape yeah into the wilderness i'll deal with it give me a call first (laughs) like i feel moderately confident i could survive in the wilderness on my own yeah i could make it work that's good i think i don't know that i could i i I don't i'm an eagle scout so i like theoretically i've got some of those skills i don't want that i'd rather just my boring life continue in a normal society yeah i mean Part of me also wants to think that's the most likely scenario, regardless of what happens. Normal society. Is that life just continues. Like, it'll be bad, but it won't be apocalyptic. Uh, Because that's what we've done so far. Is bad, but not apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah, like Trump might start some wars and reverse all social progress of the last eight years, but... I don't actually think he could start the end of the world i think he could i don't think it's likely i think there are enough safeguards in place to stop anyone from actually triggering a nuclear apocalypse yeah i think there are i don't know there are but i think there are i don't think there's again like we talked about like just the outcome of the election yeah i don't feel safe about it no like there are safeguards yeah Um, I don't trust them. I worry. I worry not just because of the election, but just because of the tenor of people. I worry about civil uprisings. Like right oh, yeah. now. Like the fact that uh, the Bundy group that did the, the Mahler refuge takeover. Just took a walk. Yeah. Like yeah. that. That worries me. And you know what that says? Hey, if you're a militia and you're interested in like doing some shit. You're good. No problem. Like, that scares me. We'll get away with it. 
Yeah. Uh, I've re- I read I, I filter everything I do through pop culture. Like that's not news. Uh, but I read a really good series from maybe a decade ago now. I think well, it only recently ended, but it started maybe a decade ago. Called uh, DMZ. Uh huh. Which is about that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the entire book takes place in what has been declared the demilitarized zone in the new <laughs> U.S. Civil War, aka Manhattan. Manhattan's a DMZ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and basically, uh, two growing factions. One of which is a homegrown militia who want to take the country back to where they think it should be up against the U.S. government or what's left of it mm-hmm. um, have been in a civil war for years and have reached not a standoff, not a truce, but a standoff. Um, and basically the DMZ between the two is Manhattan. Interesting. Uh, and the premise of the book is that this, uh, the first reporter is going in to like interview people and see what's happening because people still live there. That didn't stop happening. Right. Uh, and his helicopter gets shot down and everybody dies except for the photographer who got the job because his dad knew somebody. <laughs> um, and he becomes the only embedded journalist in the entire DMZ for the, what ends up being the remainder of the war. Wow. Um, and it's, it was a 12 volume graphic novel series uh, and really good and and like written in response to things like the Iraq war and like where we right. were then and are still now um, but a very human eye view but like I look back on that and go like that I think that could happen right like and and the more polarized we get the more likely I think that something like that is happening or has mm-hmm. the potential to happen. Mm-hmm. And that terrifies me. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, like, I I go to work every day, and we don't talk politics at work. It's an unspoken rule. Like, we just don't talk about it, which yeah. is fine. It's probably best for everybody. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me look at my coworkers and go, where would you side? Right. Because I don't know. Yeah. We don't, I don't. I don't hang out with my coworkers. We're not friends. Like it's unlike previous jobs I've had where, you know, I go hang out with people after work and things like that. You know, I'm done. I go home mm-hmm. and I, and I wonder like where, where would you fall in a civil war? Yeah. And Texas is still a red state, like mm-hmm. in the Trump Clinton election divide, like it's close there's a lot of there's it's surprisingly close it's closer than it has any right to be but yeah. it's still mostly Trump. But like that means every day I'm walking around no matter where I am likely surrounded by people who are Trump supporters and a portion of those people would be the kind of people who potentially would engage in a civil uprising and the only reason I think that is because they've indicated such in their support of Trump. Right. And his his quote-unquote jokes about doing something about people who are against the Second Amendment. And his incitements of violence at rallies. Right. And his refusal to agree to accept the 
results of the election mm -hmm. for a peaceable transfer of power, mm -hmm. which is literally one of the core tenets that our country is founded upon. Right. Like that's that's red flag number one or two for, oh shit, you have a dictator coming. Yeah. Yeah. And like a dictator is bad. The people who support him are worse. People who support them are stupider. Usually. That doesn't make them that, better. <laughs> no, it doesn't make them better, but that's one of the unfortunate things is the people who support them usually don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, that's... Again, but, okay, like, maybe not like, worse. They're scarier. They're scarier, yes. Um, like, the comparisons between Trump and Hitler are whatever. Like, but they're surprisingly apt. And most of the German people who supported Hitler didn't realize what they were supporting did you see uh rachel bloom's latest video the vote you've got the song. fucking vote yeah it's hilarious it's great but like you it's you you followed the you were the the brexit nonsense yeah, like, absolutely like people like britain voted for brexit the majority yeah. of people voted for that and it was not Maybe not as extreme as the Trump nonsense, but it's... It was indicative of... It's a similar... It was based in the same, like, fear of the unknown. Right. It's a very similar philosophy. And Britain woke up that morning and went, like, oh, my God, we didn't realize what we were doing. Yeah. Like, oh, we voted for Brexit, but we didn't really mean that. Which means it could happen here. Right. Like, th that's why, like, I still think it's very possible that Trump will win. And I'm very ready for the, like, end of America. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I'm not ready for it well, yeah, at okay. all. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready for it, but I am... I haven't even come to terms with it, because I, I can't say I know, like, what that means or what its implications are, but, yeah. like, I'm... I will admit that America might end. Yeah. It might. Like, this might be the end. And that's a reality we might live through or die through, like depending on yeah. how bad it is. But like that's what this that's what this election is. And almost the worst part, like as, as I look at things that maybe comfort me more towards like, oh yeah, it really seems like Clinton will win and everything will mm -hmm. be okay. What sets that optimism back is the idea that oh even if it, it and even if clinton wins and, and everything is okay like four years it's going to be worse well the people that scare me mm -hmm. the people the, the again the trump supporters that scare me that i don't know who they are they're not going away if clinton wins no because trump won't go away yeah they're they're not even if even if trump somehow Manages to concede in a way that is like nice and pleasant, <laughs> right? And it is a clear, huge landslide vind vind vindication victory, <laughs> victory, both for Clinton. Those people aren't going away, right? And not every Trump supporter is like that, but enough of them are that it scares me. Yeah, uh, I think. Um... When Obama got elected, uh, like racial racial issues 
got worse like racial tension mm-hmm. got worse like race relations got worse in the u.s yeah because the people who had a problem with a black person being president became more open mm-hmm. about it vocally or physically like yeah race stuff got scarier yeah because a black person was president mostly but, for the black people <laughs> Right. Yeah. Most of right. it, yeah. For yeah, I didn't feel it. But. but but you you hear Trump supporters say like Obama is fueling racism. Yeah. But what happened was a, a black person became president, and all the people who don't like that who couldn't comprehend that ex- who were yeah expressed it more strongly than when a black person wasn't president. Yeah. So if Clinton becomes president, all the people who can't handle the fact that a woman is president will make sexism worse in america yeah like if clinton's president i don't know if you're worse more visible i think that's the key more visible more obvious yeah like more in the forefront of the media like if clinton's president for eight years like it's not going to get better for women right away no like just the way when obama was president like that was a victory for black people but it got worse for for black people and that sucks but it's like the only hope. <laughs> Here's the other side of that 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 does not comfort as much as I think it should. But I've been reading uh, March, the graphic novel written by uh, John Lewis, the, the senator, mm-hmm. congressperson. Yeah, yeah. Is he the senator? I don't know. I should know. Um, but he he wrote and somebody else like illustrated uh, a trio of graphic novels about his participation in the civil rights movements in mm-hmm. the '60s, um, which, in which he was very young and he was in like the, he was in his twenties. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was very young. Um, and it it illustrated for me quite literally illustrated for me uh, something that I hadn't really noticed before about the civil rights movement which is that the civil rights movement was never civil. Right. And and I don't necessarily mean on the on the part of the protesters, but I do actually mean that on the part of the protesters. Like what they were doing was not nice or pleasant. And we we have this sort of rose-colored glasses of you know we look at the Black Lives Matter movement and I'm like why can't they be nice? Why can't they be pleasant? Why can't they, you know, just say what they mean instead of, you know, making this a race thing or whatever all the terrible things they're saying mm-hmm. are. But what it's reminded me is that, no, the civil rights movement was exactly the same. Yeah. It, it hasn't stopped. Right. It hasn't ended. Like people have an impression of the civil rights movement and their impression is like MLK led a big march and gave a really nice speech and everyone was like oh yeah, oh, yeah let's we give should black stop being mean to black people segregation like yeah that's a really good idea oh yeah and like rosa parks did the bus thing yeah like that was really brave of her but it's it's this no, and like they it got was violent fire hosed and dogged and, and murdered beaten and murdered and lynched like and all that shit was going on and they acted out about it yeah and so the only comfort i have like for the next few days and the next few years Mm -hmm. is knowing that it has always been bad. Right. Mm -hmm. That it has always been bad. And I'm like, well, okay. 
We've made it this far. It's always been bad, but it's, it's managed. To We've get a still survived. Yeah. We've made improvements. Even though, and in perhaps because of the fact that it has always been bad. And I'm really interested to hear this like two weeks from now. <laughs> Once the election's over and yeah. who knows where we will be. Like, you know, I, I know we talk about this being like a journaling podcast sometimes. <laughs> and that, <laughs> right. That's the category it's in. Yeah. But man, this will be fascinating to listen to in four years. Yeah, it will. I wonder if we'll sound very naive about how innocent this election has been. I don't know. It's possible. But yeah, like that similar idea, like you cited the civil rights movement but even if you look through america's entire history it's it's always been bad yeah like the donald trump slogan of make america great again like really (laughs) really illuminated this what you you really you know parse that out make america great again okay okay when was it great before make america great like it used to be yeah okay so what's like what's our template when when do we want america to be like that it that has that has been before you know, how do we figure out when America was great? When mm-hmm. did it stop? And how do we get it there again? But like, when was America great? Was it great? Was it Reagan? Yeah, Reagan. Was it great in the 80s? No, like the Cold War. Like that was horrible. Was it great? Which, well, we, won't, we won't fight with Russia. It's okay. Like, was it was it great a couple decades before? Like in the Vietnam War when we were sending millions of Americans to an unjust war and like murdering des- them destroying southeast asia like yeah, no was it great in the world war Two when we valiantly fought against the symbol of evil mm-hmm. yeah that was pretty great we should do that like, again that genuinely was like a high moment in yeah the, that was the greatest generation they in, called themselves in, that in america but like also you know like black people weren't allowed to vote in Jim Crow laws and segregation like and uh, the atomic bomb the, there was uh, that like what pick a decade when america was supposedly great and it was horrible yeah like there's always a reason for it to also have been horrible yeah so maybe america's still just horrible yeah and we're trying to get better and i think the person who's trying to get better the most is clinton instead of trump but it's always been horrible yeah. Like, and I, I, and in a way, like, if I, like, I do not want Donald Trump to win, and I'm very much not one of the, like, oh, well, I don't like Trump, but at least we should burn it all down and start over people. But, like, if Trump wins and we burn it all down and start over, like, we're not losing anything great. <laughs> like, but pe- I think we'll be worse. We'll be worse, <laughs> and good people will die. But I, very, I've, through this election, I very much lost the, like, America's a great thing to be protected and revered and loved because America's always been bad. Yeah. And in a way, like, you compare, uh, like, Trump's America to Hitler's Germany, and Germany has recovered from Hitler in a way that is kind of a really good model. Like, there's still, like, Nazi groups in Germany, and there's still... <laughs> nationalism and stuff there but like it's illegal to fly a swastika yeah it's illegal to heil hitler or give the salute like mm-hmm. you go to jail for those things but you can still like fly a confederate flag and be a klansman and yeah and i get like things like that are covered under free speech and that's a good ideal but 
there's really dangerous things that people in America are still allowed to do. Yeah, I I'm gonna disagree with you on this one because I yeah. do think free speech matters more. Uh, in in the sense that because you putting any limits on speech uh-huh. means that someone has the option to put limits on my speech. That's true. I'm I'm not willing to do that. So I will yeah. I will accept the speech of hate groups, Nazis, the Klan, because I can speak louder and I can get more people and we can speak against them. Yeah. And freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequence. You know, you got people on Twitter who are like, you're silencing my freedom of speech by being mean to me <laughs> by, when I say racist things. Or by blocking me. Yeah. It's like, no, that's a consequence. <laughs> you can still say those things. Right. Nobody is keeping you from doing that. And those consequences are are important. And if you say racist things, I have the option of never talking to you again. Yeah. Or better yet, calling you out on it and making you feel and responding with more speech. Mm-hmm. And I am always going to side on that. I, I say that. Who knows where I'll be in 10 years? Sure. I'm an idiot now. I'm an idiot sure. 10 years ago. You're always an idiot. Yeah. Everyone. Sorry. Everyone's always an idiot. Yeah. But also me. <laughs> but like at where I stand right now is that I, I will... I have to come down on the side of more speech. Yeah. No, I get that. Uh, I think maybe what I wish America had an institutionalized shame. Right? Like maybe not a legally (laughs) mandated like ban on things. But make everybody feel bad for doing these. But like it, it very much seems like if you're a German citizen and you want to pretend that like you and you want to be a Nazi and support Hitler, like you are going to be shamed. Yes. Like it's it is illegal there, but also also you will be shamed. Also, like you're shamed out of expressing that, and yeah. you're shamed out of existence, and you're shamed out of the public. Yeah. But that doesn't happen in America because Trump's running for goddamn president. Yeah. Like he's not shamed out of anything. No. And he should be. Yeah. I am shocked at how efficiently scandals fall off of his back. That's a whole other thing. I know. But but it's a lack of shame. Like he refuses to feel shame. And because he refuses to feel it, the media can't put it on him. I think so. I mean, how many things has has Trump done or been accused of or had pointed out in the last month? Dozens. Yeah. Dozens of campaign ending things. What did we get on the Clinton side of things? The head of the FBI released a thing that said nothing, that meant nothing. And almost ruined her campaign. But almost ruined her campaign. Um, yeah, that's that's a weird one. That's a really weird one. A lot of that sexism. Yeah. A lot of that is holding a woman to a harsher standard than men. Literally, because Colin Powell did the same thing. The email, yeah, the emails, yeah. Yeah. Literally, she did the exact same thing that the only Secretary of State before her who used email right. used a private email server. Right. Um, God, so mad. I'm so mad. Of all the things to get mad at Hillary for, <laughs> that is not the one. Like, she has plenty of flaws. Email uh, is not one of them. No. Oh, so mad. I would, I would, 
like to know a person who who is capable of running for president who could survive their emails becoming public. I probably couldn't. No. And I don't like I don't I don't even email anybody. <laughs> I can't even think of anything off the top of my head, but like yeah. I'm sure there's something in my email that would ruin a presidential yeah. campaign if I wanted one. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's incapable of feeling shame, which is weird and scary. Yeah. Did you see the thing? This is going around. Uh, he was talking about Obama and how Obama was treating Trump protesters at his rallies and just like yelling at him mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. and how that was just an, a lie. And like, then the video just, of Obama, yeah. Yeah, and then the cross-cut video of Obama like saying like, hey – don't be a jerk to that guy. Yeah. That is a man expressing his right to free speech. Uh, he seems to be a veteran, so we should respect him for that. Yep. He seems to be elderly, so we should respect him because we respect our elders. And we don't boo people. We yeah. vote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's astonishing how transparent Trump is in his projections. Yeah. Um, when he was saying that, he was like, oh, if I had, you know, treated a protester here the way, the way Obama, Obama treated did. his, yeah. they'd be like, oh, he's come unhinged. He's gone crazy. And it's cl- it's so obvious, and I've never seen someone point this out. It's so obvious to me that Trump is surrounded by aides and staff who go, Donald, you've become unhinged. You have to calm down. You have to stop it. And then he just regurgitates their words <laughs> in a way that deflects Oh well, no! So every so people have pointed this out that every insult Donald Trump makes is something he feels about himself, right? Like, well, and and someone pointed out really importantly is because the key is those are his. That's what he thinks is the most damaging thing you could say to somebody, right? Uh, and they're his own insecurities. Yes, and so when people don't get mad at him for some of the insults he slings. He's like, well, you know, it's like, well, they're this. And people are like, no, I don't care. But in his mind, that's the worst possible thing. Yeah. Uh, no puppet, no puppet. You're the puppet. Oh like that's that's that happening Putin? Putin? in real time. In real time, puppet, no puppet. You're the puppet. Is like him literally. It's astonishing. Doing that. Like the I, when. The most valuable thing that can come out of Trump is if he loses and we get like decades of like really good psychological research into his speeches and speech and like the way he talks and the way he feels about himself. Yeah. Like he's an he's a fascinating case study of Did you know there's a, a really, psychopath. Yeah, there's a really interesting uh, narcissist, I think, is what we're settling on. Yeah, narcissist. Um, which has similar uh, lack of empathy. Right. Um there's a really interesting thing that... Um, but not the killing animals when you were a child. No. Probably. Uh, I saw an interesting article. This was early in the campaigns uh, about why psychologists won't like go on TV and say this person's a psychopath or this person is uh, a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And that any expert you see doing that is probably not actually a trained psychologist or psychiatrist yeah. who would be actually the person to say that. Um, and there's a couple things into it, but I think it's it's a really interesting thing is that they they say, well, I don't know that, like I because I don't spend time with him, I haven't put him in therapy, I haven't engaged him, like this is not an easy thing that you can make, right? 
And even if I did, if I did say that he's exhibiting narcissistic behaviors, that is like breaking a lot of like clinical codes and like doctor patient confidentiality things. Like there's all sorts of reasons. Like it's just not a thing that's done, which it's is a, really interesting. Diagnosis is a very real specific thing. Yes. You have to be very careful not to diagnose without yeah. being sure. Yeah. It's like narcissistic behavior is different from being a narcissist. Having narcissistic personality disorder. Right. To be honest, like, like to really like reveal about myself, like the scariest thing about Donald Trump is like when I find myself to be similar to him. <laughs> that is terrifying, right? Like, and like I don't hold opinions that are similar to Donald yeah. Trump, but he has illuminated a part of like privileged straight white maleness that I'm like, oh, I've, I've like lashed out at people in the mm -hmm. same way when i feel attacked like he does i've i've gotten away with things in the way that he's capable of like yeah i like i'll even recall like oh like i've maybe i've like gaslighted somebody in, in the i've way, had those thoughts in yeah the way that, like he so obviously does I'm yeah like, maybe i have like tiny bits of this yeah and like i don't like i don't i'm not a narcissist or a psychopath or whatever, i hope but, not you know it's It'd be a weird way to end this podcast it's <laughs> like that helps me to be a little humbling like yeah. we all like we all have evil you know what i mean like he just is a some kind of monstrous distillation of it speaking of some kind of monster did you ever see that metallica documentary called some kind of monster no it's a metallica documentary nice <laughs> they go into therapy together i, I know who metallica is yeah, they're a band. They go into group therapy together. That sounds really to nice. To finish their album. Group therapy? Yeah. With Metallica? Yeah. Oh, man, I'd want to be part of that. 